When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to Hey, that's um that's pretty good. The Raptors win 125 to 110 and the Raptors defeat the Denver Nuggets, a heavy hitter in the league who have been playing, I would say, pretty poor basketball lately. Does that matter? Um, as far as process, perhaps it matters to some. Does that matter for the Raptors as far as record goes? Not at all. They won a game against a team with a very good record. They are a little bit closer to 500 now, a little bit in a little bit better spot as far as rounding into the play-in slash playoff scenario. And they got a bunch of really encouraging performances in this one. And they did a pretty good job of denying the Jokic-led offense in the half court especially because the Nuggets, they did a lot of damage in this game in transition, believe it or not. And the Raptors, they did a pretty good job of disrupting the timing and the rhythm of uh, a Jokic-led offense as far as denying him the ball, of course, but as far as making sure that guys shooting off of his gravity were moved into, you know, they have to dribble into space, they have to put the ball down, they recover afterwards, that kind of stuff. And that that showed in the percentages that the Nuggets shot, 25% from three. The Raptors win the three-point battle by 18 points in this one, six extra makes. Big deal, lots of good stuff. We'll talk about it. But, of course, I'm Samson Folk. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And, hey, so here's the thing about Goldfinger Law. You only pay if you win. That means it's like, you know, you lose. You didn't lose a thing, except for the court case, I guess, right? But, I mean, you got to make your bones with that. You don't win them all. But at least you don't have to pay for it when you do lose. And then if you win, I guess you're just happy that you won. Something to chew on if you're interested. 416-730-1777. Okay, the Raptors, they won this, 125-110. to OG Ananobi, 24 points, three boards, three assists. The assists pretty impactful in this one, even though there's only three. Um, higher than a season average, to be honest. And his defense, stellar. He, he's been really, really good the first couple games. You know, he wasn't that impressive since returning from injury. He had a couple off games. It's going to take a while for anybody to get back because he didn't play for between three weeks to a month. You know, you kind of have to get back into shape, especially as a defense first guy. Some offense first players, they just come right in because they, they're shooting during their off time. And you can just hit shots. Um, this example is best exemplified by Kevin Durant coming back, hitting a bunch of threes in the finals against the Raptors, even though he wasn't fully ready. Just you shoot the ball, you get to come back to things. OG had to work back in as a shooter and as far as his conditioning. And both have rounded into tremendous form. His shooting has been just tremendous lately. Four for eight from downtown in this one. He and Fred definitely carried the shooting in the starting lineup. That starting lineup has been awesome. They win a ton of minutes. And, you know, no doubt they need the shooting of Fred and OG big time in this one. These guys, they combined for 60 points. That is no joke. Um, 60 points is a super big deal. 
and especially on like uber high efficiency. OG shoots 71% from the field. Fred shoots 60% from the field. Jakob, he peppers in, you know, double digits, 12 points on 83% from the field. Scotty, he goes 50% from the field for 18. Pascal, still in a string of bad games here. We'll talk about his process in a bit. 38% from the floor, 12 points. Not his best, but at least he's part of these good lineups. And despite having some off stretches defensively, he did play pretty good defense towards the end of the game. Um, Off the bench, pretty modest as far as the performances off the bench, but at least, you know, well, when we talk about who really won this game, you know, you look at Jakobitz plus 30, Scotty plus 24, Fred plus 21. Um, the the starting lineup won this game. They they hemorrhaged. Um, the Nuggets hemorrhaged points when they were in. They didn't score as well, and largely due to um, the ability to play defense as that unit. The, having Pirtle tied into kind of rove off of guys, uh, whether it's Aaron Gordon, and to make sure that the Nuggets, if they were going to take a shot from behind the line, the Raptors felt better about aggressive contests and making them put the ball down. Why? Because they had Pirtle as a back line there. And and OG definitely in this game deserves the most credit for his defense. But having Pirtle out there winning his minutes by 30, it's not that it was just Pirtle, but it's that it's Pirtle, it's Barnes, it's Van Vliet, it's OG. And in this one, not overall, but in this one, Pascal to a lesser extent. And and so Gary, he has a little bit of scoring in this game. Precious, I think, has a really, really terrible stretch, so much so that they opted to go for um, playing Scotty as the backup five in this game, which I think is only something that the Raptors would opt to do against certain teams. The Nuggets don't play a backup center, so that's why this was more tenable in this game. And I thought Scotty did quite well in this role, although I don't think it's something that can work against... Um, 29 other NBA teams. You have to be pretty picky. Further on in his career, who knows what that looks like. If he's still growing, getting bigger, whatever that is. But um, yeah, um, I, I still want Jeff Delton playing those minutes, man. I really, that that's how I feel. I want Delton playing those minutes. Barton was pretty quiet. Boucher, man, he got a lob and a big one too. It was just a great finish on there. He has had some dunks this year. But the Raptors, for the most part, they find their way to a win in this game. Not even for the most part. They found their way to a win in this game, and they were good for the most part. It got a little bit, you know, there's a 28 to 10 run that happened in this game that I think made everybody feel a little bit uneasy considering what happened the last time these two teams played, and understandably so. But the Raptors, they found their way. They got a little bit of scoring out of Pascal because they weren't playing Jokic. They had to play Gordon as the low man then. And then so what happens, Pascal gets mismatches on guys like KCP or Jamal Murray. He's able to score a couple times down the stretch. And that's really good because they needed his scoring at that point in the game to just stave off the Nuggets as they got closer and closer. The rest of the starting lineup checks in. The Raptors are able to pull away. Fred in particular down the stretch, just fantastic. In the early part of the game, I mean, Fred had a great first quarter, and so did Scotty, so did OG. But Scotty and OG, we saw the game against the Lakers where they combined for 63 points. You could sense a similar level of play from both of these guys in the early part of this game. Obviously, the ebbs and flows of the game dictated that it ended differently. It wasn't just Scotty and OG going nuts, but as far as the start of this game, they carried over their performances. Um, from Los Angeles to Toronto. And I think that they were both fantastic. Scotty, in some of these isolation possessions that he turns into bully drives, 
getting to the rim against smaller players. He had a guard on him typically, and and also OG as far as uh, spotting up, being able to put the ball on the floor just a smidge, and then that one offensive rebound, right, just skying up. And same with Scotty, right? One of the first plays he had of the game was going up for an offensive rebound. He and Jokic kind of looked at each other. The ball is in Scotty's hands, and there's this sense of like, is he going to try it? And they're both thinking that about each other. Scotty's saying, is Jokic going to try and meet me at the rim? And Jokic is thinking, is he going to try and, you know, dunk this? And Scotty, as he often does, he, he asks guys, metaphorically, Annie up. Let's see if you can meet me there. And just like a one-handed hammer from a standstill, really great finish. They both brought it. And just to focus in on OG on the other side, it's his denied defense, right? of Jokic, whether Jokic, sometimes the Nuggets when they play the Raptors, because there's a long lore and lineage of these two teams playing each other and the Raptors getting, you know, the best of Jokic and the way that the Nuggets like to operate because they're reliant, you know, a lot of times on post entry or above the break, some form of entry to Jokic because he doesn't typically bring the ball up the floor. Sometimes the Nuggets, when they play the Raptors, they'll just have Jokic bring it up. And, And sometimes when they play other teams as well, it's not typically their their favorite style, but OG bothers that dribble when it does come. And as far as trying to initiate with Jokic above the break, the Nuggets, they really don't like doing that because you can play deny really hard and Jokic isn't really going to burn you on back cuts because quickness isn't really his game. But if you go to post entries or, you know, mid post entries, anything like that, the Raptors can kind of hang a guy in the passing lane without having too much penalty to the structure of the defense. And so the Nuggets, they're always trying to find a a nice balance and they have to be a little bit more, they have to have a little bit more ingenuity to try and get the ball to Jokic when OG is playing such great defense. And despite Jokic kind of sleepwalking to what, 28 points, eight boards and seven assists on 77% shooting, that's an insane night. I mean, he's tremendous. He's in, in the MVP conversation, right? He's And for the third time, maybe the fourth or fifth time in his career, but the third time he could win it, right? And he, he's a fantastic player, but the Raptors, they continue to do a very good job of making that form of initiation very, very difficult. And they do that consistently against a bunch of teams. Anytime they had good games against Philadelphia, it was because they really complicated the post-entry aspect of the 76ers offense. James Harden, He made all of that a lot more difficult last year because he's such a splendid passer, right? And the Raptors obviously had their problems and also with Embiid initiating some offense to just make sure that they couldn't stop him that way. He's one of the best ball handling bigs in the NBA despite his massive size. And the Raptors, so they succeeded that. Like Michael Porter Jr., he does a decent amount scoring in this game. Jamal Murray, since that initiation from Jokic has kind of pushed off to the side, they're like, okay, Jamal, like you're, it's your first year back. You've, you've been working back for some time. Even Jokic, he had, man, he had that, that quote a couple months ago at the start of the year where he's like, Jamal's going to suck for the next couple months, probably because he's coming back from injury. And that's kind of Jokic's style. He's a funny guy, but um, it's true. Like Jamal has to work back. It was a serious injury and he's been playing much better as of late, but in this game in the space um, I think that the five for 18 performance, we saw Scotty on him. We saw Fred on him. We saw Pascal on him, particularly late. I think that they did a really good job of limiting him. I will say, though, Aaron Gordon was super, super impressive in this game. And, and so this is kind of where we can talk about Pascal. I've talked about it a lot, re- like regarding the reaction podcast, because, you know, if you see the star of a team 
playing poorly and he's been playing poorly, you kind of want to understand why. And some people are going to give you the platitudes, right? Uh, aggressiveness, doesn't have it, all, all those types of things. And so what it is is that Pascal, especially with this structure of the offense, he's going to the back down a lot more. It's a little bit tighter of a squeeze, right? We, we've talked recently or over the past couple months about his burst diminishing offensively, like his athleticism relative to earlier in the season. It looks like he's playing in mud. He's just way slower. You can really tell on some possessions. And is that, you know, the cu- cumulative load of all the minutes, the miles traveled, how much he's asked to do? Who knows? Is this just wear down over time? Is there something lingering? Who knows? But he's not in the same athletic space. And also with that, his dribble looks a little bit looser. He's going to the back down more often because he doesn't have the burst or the handle to comfortably navigate face up offense right now, which was the whole that was the biggest part of his offense when he was the hub of the Raptors early on and when he was playing all NBA level. He isn't currently playing that level right now. And so that was kind of the bread and butter of his game that made his playmaking reads a lot easier. It made him a lot more dangerous. It means that he gets to the free throw line more often. It means that he doesn't have to twist and twirl when getting into his his pull up. It's just it's a much more complimentary style of play. Uh, some people he now works in the NBA, but I talked to Robel for public consumption on the podcast a few times. Um, he, he's a professional scout now, but he he talked about this a couple of years ago when he was on the podcast about how that's the number one step for Pascal's game is to stop backing people down, and that's currently where his game is. He's backing guys down a lot. And it's because of the deficiencies elsewhere. It's a lot harder to play make from a back down. It's a lot harder to draw fouls from a back down. It's harder to make shots from a back down. And so we're seeing like less efficiency. We're seeing less advantages created. And this is currently where his game is. And if he doesn't make the catch and shoot threes, which has typically been what swings his game from a good or bad thing um, the last couple weeks, then, then it's been tough. You know, there's been some games where he goes like four for eight from downtown and they get that side top side action going or it comes out to him above the break and he hits a three and he can hit a few of those and that's when he'll wind up going north of 20. Maybe he'll hit around like 25 points or something like that. But in these games where it's just his his back down offense, maybe what he can get as a cutter or in transition, he's going. it's going to look a lot less efficient. It's going to be between probably like 12 and 18 points. And that's just... That's not good enough. And and I don't mean to be super harsh on him because th- this could be a physical thing, definitely. Um, y- you know, it's this is what he's out here to do. The team needs him, not tonight, obviously, but game over game. If they want to achieve something this year, his level of play needs to come back up. And the process currently has not been very strong. The process for Scotty, the process for OG lately has been so good, though. They're really, really using their physicality and and their skills, I think, have really shown lately. OG especially, the, the handle looks a little bit better. He looks more confident with it. Um, he's navigating tighter spaces on, on offense. He's really attacking lanes with a better idea of what he wants to do with the ball, I think, whether it's get to the rim or pass it off. He's, he's doing a better job of reading the defense in front of him that helps with the the handle right you if you're less worried about your handle you can do more a better job surveying and so i think that's a big part of this but also just that he's so good on defense and he's hitting his threes scotty he's done such a good job and i talked about this earlier that with Jakob Pertl coming to the team this makes scotty's job the hardest on the team i think because he doesn't get the traditional ball handling 
opportunities that that Pascal or Fred typically get. And and the Raptors, they ask a lot of their guys who take up the ball handling opportunities, of course, but they also sometimes do give them some help in the terms in, you know, screen help and stuff like that. And Scotty has to try and fit into a team that doesn't shoot the ball very well. They did tonight for what's worth shooting 40%, but he has to try and fit in night to night with less spacing. The fact that he doesn't shoot well, and he's also not getting a ton of the ball. He's done, whether it's getting on the offensive glass, um, bring up the Raptors' pace offensively, but when he does get the ball or pushing in transition, even some of these little you know possessions he gets on these post-ups, taking advantage of, of whenever he touches the ball, and he's been so good at doing that. So like, kudos to you, Scotty, and kudos to OG. But really tonight, it, it was Fred who, who led the offense and did a fantastic job doing it. 36 points. Seven assists. He had three steals too. And Nick mentioned after the game that Fred called a really good game. This is something that's a little bit underrated in the NBA currently because um, so much of the league, there's so much motion offense going on. And there's when it's teams like the Phoenix Suns, who you can tell they run like a very strict, structured offense, you can kind of lean in a little bit more to say like, oh, plays are being called here. And, and that has something to do with Monty Williams, obviously, and something to do with Chris Paul. But as far as the Raptors playing their style, it's really important that they have guys out there to direct traffic and to make the right calls. Because even in a motion offense, there is still a, a slight structure to adhere to and motion strong, motion weak under, you know, making those choices of where to go, where to cut based on who you're sharing the floor with, even though it's a read is really, really important. And knowing like, do you set Chicago action above the break? because you know that there might be a pass like on the baseline. Who knows, right? There's there's lots of stuff that you can do to manage the game and the structure of the offense. And Fred, especially since his pick and roll offense has been so good since Pirtle came over, I think he's done a really great job of leading the Raptors offense with his time on the floor. And tonight, especially with the way he shot from downtown, I mean, 8 of 12 from the floor is pretty absurd. That's not something he's going to replicate often, but... It's it's nice to see him go for, you know, 24 points from downtown. I think he hit half of the Raptors' threes in this game. Actually, over half probably, right? Like, if the Raptors hit 12 threes in the game, he hits eight. That's more than half. Quick math. <laughs> anyway, I thought, I thought he was great in this game. The Reggie Evans Award, I want to give it to OG. It is not an easy thing to battle with Jokic all night. And he was out there, man, battling for a lot of the minutes that Jokic was out there. Some other times you saw Siakam on him. You know, there, there's never going to be just one guy all the time, um, especially outside of the playoffs where a lot of stuff is happening. But as far as um, hustle, Reggie Evans Award, that's that's OG for me. Top quick reaction comment is from Lolek. Quote, totally agree with your grading this evening. Okay, so we got to read through all the grades. I won't give any any uh, reactions to the grades, but Makai Bruce, the little superstar of Raptors Republic, he, uh, he gives OG an A+, Pascal a C, Jakob an A, Scotty an A-, Fred an A+, Gary Trent Jr. a B-, Chris Boucher a B-, Precious Achua a C-, Barton a C, and Nick Nurse an A. Okay, so I love the quick reaction. I love them because they are they're cannon fodder, you know, like it's, there's a write-up next to all those grades and the write-ups don't have to be something you agree with, but it's very hard to just look at a game and then give every player a grade. If you ask the coach, you know, you could ask the coach right after a game, 
like, hey, grade all of these guys. They would be like, that's insane. I couldn't possibly do that. You're not going to learn anything. And I couldn't possibly hand out 12 grades or like 10 or 11 grades, right? And so this is a fun thing that Raptors Republic does. And people love it because it's like, you get to look at a letter grade and you get to react to it. And a lot of times the reactions are not good. People get upset. That's why it's cannon fodder. And so the people who do the crook reaction, having done many of them myself, I just think it's like, it's awesome because people like it on the website, but also it, it generates like, um, I, I've never had a negative reaction. I read Raptors Republic before I started writing for Raptors Republic and talking for Raptors Republic. And I was somebody who I commented on the site, you know, occasionally, but only ever positive things. That's my commenters profile online. I don't, I, I never comment negative things, but as far as positive things, I'll let people know all the time. But as far as, um, you know, like saying negative things, you do have to deal with that when you do reaction. So you're doing something that's necessary for the site and something that people love, but it's also something that people love to get upset at because they're just like, they want something to react to. And so uh, I'm glad, Lolik, that tonight you liked the grading. Kai, excellent job grading. Um, well done to both of you. And everybody who's listening in, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, thanks for, if you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe, go to raptorsrepublic.com and subscribe. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast channel, thanks for tuning in with me. Uh, yeah, it's been a blast. All right. And whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.